0: What are some of the biggest pluses and minuses for the Ducks and a certain Pacific Division rival? We'll talk about all that as I'm joined by Jess Mosto on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Let's hit it.
1: Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Welcome to this crossover. Um, as as you all know, I'm JD Hernandez. The host of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, and hey, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. And by the way, speaking of Bet Online, they have lines for Stanley Cup Finals for next season. So, hey, I
1: feel like we just wrapped up the hockey season. I
0: We're know talking
1: about <laughs> the next winners. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. Well. I would say we have some winners and losers of the off season so far yep. in the Pacific Division, and we have plenty to talk about today. Should we start with the Anaheim Ducks?
0: Yeah, pluses and minuses. So let's yes. start with let's start with the minuses first, um, dating back to last season. Hey, GM Bob Murray still gone. Yeah, hmm. I, I wonder who hired him. Who who did hire former Ducks GM Bob Murray? I, I wonder. Do, do you happen to know that, Jess?
1: Was that a Daryl Sutter move?
0: Hmm. Maybe. Maybe, maybe a Daryl Sutter move. Um, Doesn't surprise me. Yep. Yeah, just quick personal story. I ran into former Ducks GM Bob Murray after he got fired. Well, after he left the Ducks because he's consulting with some team in Calgary and the Stockton Heat were in town. So I ran into him. Not in San Diego, in Ontario, <laughs> of all places. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. That's it. Not going to well, say more. Well, I
1: hope he's doing well. I hope everyone in that organization is having a good summer. Um, what? What's your biggest question for your team? Because I feel like that's where we can start in order to gauge how my question might go. Ah,
0: Okay. So the biggest question for the Ducks is going to be the youth. How are they going to step up and how are they going to fit into this team now that Gesloff is retired? And I think Trevor Zegras has got to be your top 1C center. And the big question is, who do you pair him up with? Do you put him with Troy Terry? Do you replace him in that role? Troy Terry had a breakout season last year. 37 goals. Troy Terry is supremely good at hockey. Part of that was because he was on a line with Ryan Getzloff, who just retired. As you know. Yeah. Um, Getzloff's retired. So now, who's going to be Troy Terry's best friend on that line? That's going to be the big question. So could it be Z? Could it be Adam Henrique? I mean, how's that going to fit in? And another big question is is where do you put Mason McTavish? Look, McTavish is going to make the team. We could talk about McTavish later, but he (laughs) should make the team. Where would he fit in? Could he possibly be second line center? Could he make his way there eventually? Or will he start in the third line? Or will Dallas Eakins pull a Dallas Eakins move and put him on the fourth line? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, Dallas Eakins is not known to play the youth. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of what's going on in Anaheim is the youth movement. And my question, I guess, is, you know, we saw them hit a patch of success last season and we saw them, unfortunately, uh, kind of fizzle out. It wasn't sustainable, but are they going to be in a more competitive position this year and maybe see a little bit more success. Now, I'm not talking like a deep playoff hockey run or anything like that. But can we see a more competitive Anaheim Ducks team?
0: Short answer, yes. Long answer, yes. No, uh, Okay. Ser- seriously, I don't know about a deep playoff run, but I think they could push for a playoff spot. I do believe that. McTavish is the kind of player that can take over a game. We've seen it a lot. Trevor Zegras is growing into that role where he could take over a game. And we've seen Troy Terry take over games last season multiple times. There are guys on this team that could single-handedly win a game for the Ducks multiple times and in multiple ways, too. And you add in Strom, you add in John Klingberg, who's a very offensive defenseman. And speaking of the additions to the team... Klingberg that was a big signing you know it's a one-year the team it's a one-year deal it's a show-me deal but knowing that it's a one-year deal this is another con contract season for John Klingberg and he knows if he wants to get paid on a long-term deal he's gonna have to put up some big numbers this season so right. I, I guess really like where does everyone fit in that's the biggest question and how are they all going to gel together
1: Right. Where do we find that chemistry and can we create something similar to last year in terms of getting Troy Terry <laughs> nearly 40 goals? I'm because,
0: a you know, I'm a Troy Terry believer, not just yeah. because we share a birthday, September 10th by the way, but <laughs> Virgo's what up? Anyway, <laughs> I I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to say Virgo rising and I'm, I'm I'm not going to go there. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know? but but he could be rising later on this season when we get to that part of the year where he could go on a run, where he could score a goal, a game, a game, again, and again, and again. You yeah. know, we all forgot conveniently that Troy Terry had a streak last year. Remember, he had a streak of like 11 bajillion games in a row where he scored a point, ended up being around 20. But yeah. Yeah, we we kind of forgot about that. I I remember that you talked about it briefly on the Locked On NHL podcast and you said what like where did he come I think your exact words were where did he come from?
1: Yeah, because Sarah and I were talking about it and uh we were both kind of like you could tell me Troy Terry has been in the league for like 15 years or you could tell me he's a rookie and I would believe both answers. Because Like, I don't know, he just flew under the radar for a while, I think. And then last season... He he, flew like a duck. Yes. He took his wings. (laughs) He took flight. He grew those wings and just launched himself to 37 goals, which is crazy. And, you know, we're going to talk more about these teams coming up next. But if you want to bet on uh, Troy Terry and how many goals he's going to score, I guarantee you BetOnline has a prop and a line for you. And BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league from Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, Combat sports, esports, and yes, golf, and Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening right now. Bet Online, where the game starts.
0: Bet responsibly, folks.
1: Yes, please bet responsibly.
0: Do not um, bet on the. <clears throat> I'm just I'll do this once. Do not bet on the Phoenix Coyotes. That's my one. That's my one. I'm allowed this month.
1: You know that's fair, and I would. I'm very happy you're doing it on Locked On Flames. Well, it's a crossover, but you know what? We all appreciate a good. I, I
0: would never jab. do. I would never do this on Locked On Coyotes. They would yell at me.
1: Yeah, you'd be booted from the studio.
0: I probably would. <laughs> Yeah, Troy Terry could launch Pad McQuack his way to 40 goals this season, maybe? Ha! There's your DuckTales yeah. reference.
1: I love that. Yeah.
0: Um, um, could he get 40? Mm, it depends. Maybe. It depends. I, I believe in him.
1: I You know, I think if the team has, you know, a solid mesh with chemistry and kind of getting their lines in order, or should I say all of their ducks in a row... Uh, they will be able to probably have a 40-goal score and multiple 20-plus goal scorers. Bravo.
0: That, Bravo. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Speaking of chemistry and new faces, a division rival of the Ducks, yeah. the Flames, they've got some additions and subtractions as well and some interesting ones, some that made yes. a big splash in, there was the major subtraction. I mean, you know, let's talk about it for just a few seconds. Johnny Gaudreau's the big minus, but a huge plus in Jonathan Huberto. So you're replacing one John with another John. So you could keep this. Yeah. You could keep the same goal song and play Johnny Be Good.
1: Could you imagine? I think Flames fans would be even like feel even more betrayed. But I love it. I think that would be incredibly like. I there's don't
0: know, there's just plenty penny. of there's plenty of other songs with John in the name that you right. could use, although it might be right. a bit trolling. But how do you see the chemistry with Jonathan Huberto on this team?
1: I see this as a giant positive because you know the Flames. Daryl Sutter hockey is very replicable mm-hmm. and you can just play that same game night in and night out. And we saw how well that worked for this flames team last year. And the fact that you could train an old dog, Johnny Gaudreau, 27 years old and I'm referring to him as old, but you know, he is, uh he was able to change his game and become a two-way player, and you know All the
0: 30-somethings watching, I apologize.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I'm 27. I'm about to be 27, and it kills me referring to, like, players, like, 28, 29, like, entering the quote-unquote wrong side of their 30s, according to... This isn't my verbiage. This is sports, but, you know, I think Huberto... Uh, coming in really saves the saves the Flames. I think it helps a lot. Uh, did I think... I, I don't mean this to be disrespectful to Matthew Kachuk because obviously he was a very important player for the Flames last year. But I do think his line mates and where he was in the lineup helped yeah. a lot more than if he... You know, when he goes out to... Uh, Florida, Sunshine, Florida, and plays with whoever he's playing with. And almost the same thing with Gaudreau in Columbus, because that line was so special. Mm -hmm. I don't know who the top line center in Columbus is.
0: That's a good point. I mean, I, there is a world where Johnny Gaudreau could be in a second line. I don't see it. But there is a possibility. I, I don't see it, personally.
1: Yeah, no, I don't see that at all. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't know what either of those two teams look like enough to say the Flames won the trade, the Flames, you know... the What I will say is the Flames did upgrade from July 8th. No, when did free agency open? July 13th, rather, yeah. to the following week. I will say that. They had two-thirds of their top line leave, one of the best lines in hockey. And you can't just be like, all righty, you're going to bounce back to the player you were in 2012, Lucic, and you're going to play on this top line. Okay, Brett Ritchie, you're going to get some of this playing time on the, on the right wing, on the front line, and then expect to win. That's not how it works. The Flames did what they have to do. Do I think Tyler Toffoli being a long term solution on that top line is realistic? No. Oh. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like, and his, something about his skating just doesn't sit right with me for the top line.
0: That's an interesting remark because I know some Kings, some Kings fans would agree with you there, where, mm. you know, skating has, his, his skating's fine. Yeah, I don't want to say it's elite skating. He was great on that 70s line in Los Angeles with Toffoli and some guy named Jeff Carter. You may have heard of Never him. Never
1: heard of him. Yeah,
0: I, I don't know if I've heard of him. He's, he's apparently pretty good. So when yeah. he was on that 70s line, he was kind of flanked by good skating and some elite goal scoring. Which, by the way, you know, Jeff Carter, he can be a huge goal scorer when the times dictated. I mean, hell, he was a 50-goal scorer at one point in his career.
1: Absurd. Mm-hmm. Absurd.
0: Yeah, keep that in the what? back of your mind, by the way, that Jeff Carter was a 50-goal scorer at one time in his career. My God. So, it just
1: it leaves me with a lot of questions.
0: It, it, it left me with questions, too, but part of that was why the Kings had those runs in 2012 and 2014. And you could see that being replicated... With this line, possibly, hey, if you put Huberto and Tofoli on the same unit and the power play, I could see that being a red hot power play unit, pun intended.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that they really do need to come in to this season with a better plan than what I have in my head uh, and selling it with confidence. Because yeah.
0: now, now do it in the style of of Coach Sutter.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, so, you know, they have a lot of ground to make up. They have players starting out this season on LTIR. You know, Chris Tanev, mm. I don't understand how he played that one playoff game. Ooh, uh, yeah. Mm. is existing at that point. But, you know, he's going to be rehabbing and coming back slowly. And then, you know, the, another question is Sean Monaghan.
0: Yeah, that's a big question the mark.
1: Last year of his contract, right? Mm-hmm. Contract year for him. Flames are probably going to say, "Thanks, but no thanks," they're, because of
0: his injury. They're gonna they're gonna say bye. So to to I guess imitate Coach Sutter because hey, don't forget Sutter was here in Anaheim too. You stole him from the Ducks. He I, was per- oh, he was perfectly fine being a advisor to the coach he was perfectly fine being an advisor and doing his role and then all of a sudden here comes the flames taking sutter from the ducks
1: yeah the flames had just gotten their butts kicked by ottawa yeah you feel happy with yourself about that (laughs) no and they then they went out and kicked ottawa's butt jeff ward is fired at 1am and then they're like oh yeah by the way we hired daryl sutter in the same breath
0: yeah like WTF yeah there. it was
1: a very interesting time um
0: yeah just a little but, bit but I'm I'm know. gonna try my best Sutter here yep is gonna be one of our guys Hoobie's gonna be our main guy we'll roll with him Matt Matt will be there too next
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> like no, he's a he, man he, of few
0: he words he pa- is. Pa- part of me loves his interviews loves it so much um, I ran into him a couple times when he was, you know, still down here in SoCal and he would come by uh, San Diego a couple times. He's much more talkative when he's not in front of the media, which is which is the strange thing. Like if you catch him at the right time, he can get talkative.
1: I firm like f- I mean, I fully believe that because I feel like, you know, there is this perception of how a coach has to be with the media, you know, and a lot of the times, I mean, he Daryl Sutter was doing Bill Belichick before Bill Belichick <laughs> was doing his thing. Like,
0: he was. I, you're right.
1: And I that's okay with me. I, I don't care about, I, I'm not looking for you to solve the problems that just happened out on the ice in this post-game press conferences. Because if you had the answer, you would have solved it while you were behind the bench. Mm-hmm. And I just, give us a quote or two that we can clip and work with. And that's it. That's all.
0: He'll give you a quote once in a while, at least. Once in a while, he'll say more than five words, and it's news.
1: Yeah. I didn't mean to throw my keyboard there. or
0: Or the one time that he dissed the refs during a playoff run a while ago. That was fun.
1: He also, he made a very great quote. He gave one at the beginning, and it wasn't even the playoffs. It was like as the season was wrapping up. It was before the Flames had clinched the Pacific Division winners, whatever. He was like, anybody who's going out to face Colorado is wasting eight days because they're just going to get swept. And (laughs) that happened. How many times did Colorado sweep this postseason?
0: Just a couple of times, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think that... He he's a man of few words, but when he does elaborate, it's great. I think it's a it's it's something.
0: <laughs> he 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 wasn't wrong. No. Now that you said, and, I remember thinking, oh man, that that's kind of dissing whoever Colorado faces. Like that was a huge diss. Not wrong, but a diss. Not
1: wrong, but it's right. But it also speaks to how talented Colorado is. And I think that that's a very fair statement.
0: I I thank goodness that the ducks only had to be in that division for one season playing Colorado eight times that year. Oh, that was a long season, even though it was only 56 games. That was a long season.
1: like oh should they make the north division permanent no 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 no
0: no no no, no. no. because in nhl to, ahl no
1: no if i have to see the toronto maple leafs nine times in a season i, I don't uh-huh. want it and it was just it was miserable like I probably need to have like a group therapy session with all the other North Division hosts. Oh, because
0: the hockey yes. world totally revolves around the Maple Leafs, as everybody knows. Oh, it's all please. about the Maple Leafs. It's all about them making a deep playoff run in 2018. It's all about them making a deep playoff run in 2019. It's all about them making a deep playoff run in 2020. It's all about them doing that again in 2021 and 22. And you know what happened all five of those times? March they round exits. They exited on the winner-take-all game. I just, Part of me love the schadenfreude of seeing Steve Dangle lose his mind.
1: Yes. I love Sorry.
0: that. Sorry, Steve, but...
1: Yeah, no, Steve, great dude. We have nothing but love for him and his team, but,
0: but like, I, his I network.
1: Love I,
0: I no. love I love the ballistic, just, I can't, like, mmm. Love it! I can't
1: imagine screaming like that day in and day out. But hey, you remember what
0: you remember what I did a couple seasons ago? You remember that? Yeah. You know, hopefully the bosses don't see this. But back in the Wild West days, when I was yelling and um, drinking stuff that wasn't water, you know those days.
1: Apple juice.
0: Yeah, apple juice, fermented, delicious apple (laughs) juice. Anyway. You know, we're doing this crossover, and both of our teams are in in the Pacific Division, but we could get a lot of discussion out of talking about just the division at large. Yeah. Because there's a lot of questions around the entire division. We could probably go through all of these teams and probably get, like, three days worth of content because we're both so talkative. Uh,
1: Yeah, Yeah. honestly. And 100%, like, the... Like, I wrote down my questions because I wasn't going to remember them off the top of my head. And I was like, we could easily dissect all of these in a week's worth of content. Oh, yeah. Probably more.
0: I mean, the, the one team that I won't talk a whole lot about is the San Jose Sharks because, you know, as the as talking heads said, same as it ever was. Same yeah, as it ever was. They're that's old. pretty much
1: what it, I have written down
0: yeah they're <laughs> we'll old. Be
1: able to take steps in, <laughs> and they have they have,
0: they have big contracts. the only change is that the Barracuda are in a new arena
1: that's yeah
0: but the, I the Barracuda have some cool new jerseys
1: they do I really like those, those and are, I hope
0: those are nice
1: those are I really like them
0: Oh speaking of new aHL jerseys I can't believe I didn't talk about this. There's a new kid in town in Calgary. You know, I, I cover the American Hockey League primarily. Yes. And I'm a little sad that the Stockton Heat are no more, mainly because there's some great people that work in Stockton. I made mm-hmm. friends up there. They're really cool. And now they're the Calgary Wranglers. That's a little strange. That arena is going to be just busy all the time. And I'm going to have to get used to seeing the Calgary Wranglers when they come down here with their San Diego, Ontario visits when that happens. That's a little strange, isn't it? But hey, look at who's going to be the new captain of the Calgary Wranglers. A Sutter.
1: Wow. I cannot believe nepotism has once again won in
0: hockey. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I will say this: the reason that Brett Sutter came to the Ontario Reign was because his family was down here, and right. he wanted to be closer to everyone. Because of COVID, Brett Sutter couldn't see his his special his special guy. You know, he couldn't see his brother.
1: Couldn't see Chris.
0: Couldn't see, which is his biggest supporter.
1: I love Chris.
0: Even okay. even another episode. Even Ducks fans love Chris. You know.
1: He was at the 10th anniversary um, of the Kings reunion this past mm-hmm. weekend. Yep. Chris Sutter is a hockey icon.
0: He is. Um. Oh, did I ever talk about the time I ran into him in Anaheim?
1: No, please share. No.
0: So this wasn't during a Ducks game. This was during a rain goals preseason game at the pond because mm-hmm. Brett Sutter was there. And you know who was roaming the hallways? Chris. Chris, you know who else roamed the hallways? Daryl. Daryl. You know who else roamed the hallways and I bumped into <laughs> Mike Stuthers, the former rain coach, the now Ducks assistant coach, because you know, we we go back always. Uh, so it was good seeing all those guys in that atmosphere where you're like everyone's just chill. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, I'll talk to you. Like, I like, I remember you. I remember, like, we talked for a bit. And then I see Chris with just the biggest smile on his face because Brett Sutter is right there warming up. And he's got the biggest smile. And even some of the Ducks fans were like, we remember you, we love you. And, you know, the Ducks fans that were there that do know him, you know, they talked to him, got a picture. So he's just beloved by a lot of the teams in the Pacific Division. And that's actually kind of the main reason why Brett left Ontario, went to go to Calgary, is to be closer to his family and to be closer to his brother, who he cares so, so deeply about.
1: I just... I don't know. I know that Daryl really... He did an interview where he talked about how important Calgary is and how important it was for him and obviously his family to be there for um, the resources that they have at the time, that they had at the time for Chris and how just, it's more than just home to them. It's something so much more. And um, I just, I feel like that's, you know, there's moments like that when you look into players and coaches lives and see like the real aspect of life the human side of them Mm -hmm. like nick felino deciding to come to boston because his daughter has a heart condition and they were going to be right down the street from boston children's hospital where they do where she has been followed her entire life by doctors Uh, daryl going back to calgary brett going back to calgary like And even Gaudreau going to Columbus so he doesn't have to worry about international travel Mm -hmm. the same way that he did with COVID. And people, Calgary fans, I swear to God, they've never looked at a map before in their life and they don't know how planes or transportation works because they're like, well, he's not home. At some point in your life, you're going to move out and be so grateful you don't live two minutes away from your family. I promise.
0: Thanks so much to Jess Balmosto for joining the podcast once again. And if you want to hear the rest of that, that'll be a bonus episode over the weekend. So, hey, stay tuned for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Thank you so much for listening and watching if you're on YouTube. And thanks to all of you for your continued support. Those of you that have supported for the last number of years, you guys are awesome. I appreciate all of you. And don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Not Smoke Signal. If you want to follow me on Twitter, there is my personal Twitter, ComSap, at StimpyJD. And the show's Twitter is at L O underscore Ducks, where we'll be talking a little bit about World Juniors, which will be concluding this weekend. So I'll try to post as much content about that as possible. And yeah, just follow along as Mason McTavish continues his quest to win gold up in Canada. So do check that out. I will be talking more about Mason McTavish on Monday or Tuesday's edition, whenever that is, of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. So once again, just thank you all for listening. Thanks for making this your first listen. Don't forget to make Locked on NHL your second listen of the day. I know Gil Martin typically does Mondays. So you got Gil Martin on there. You got Brett Holden on there. You got Just Mostow, who I just talked to, and Rachel Donner. You got a slew of great hosts on the Locked on NHL network. So check out Locked on NHL. Make that your second listen. And hey, make Locked on Flames your third listen if you want to know more about the Calgary Flames, our divisional rival. So check them out. Once again, thank you so much for your continued support. It's greatly appreciated for Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great weekend and don't forget to stay tuned tomorrow. Please continue to be safe out there and be kind to one another. And Ducks, fly together.